Good afternoon, good evening, good metal. My name's Cooper. Welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. Um, typical to know kind of how to approach this this, this next one because it's uh, it's serious. It's like not not that the other podcasts aren't serious, but this one. When I first when I first started doing this podcast, uh, I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago, something like that. It was because I enjoyed talking about metal and t- it was a genre that I really enjoyed. I enjoyed talking about new bands, talking about old bands and kind of just chatting about that stuff. As to, uh, it became something where I got to see people and, and was interested in their opinions, got to talk to friends on crew and stuff like that, promoters, all that type of thing, some famous people. And and it was really nice to kind of talk. And, I, and, it, and it slowly started to evolve into something where I had, was talking to people and they were raising questions back to me, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Which is, was entirely the point of the podcast. But what happened then was the there was kind of you know, the, these problems and things that the, these people were finding within the music business and industry. I was kind of almost, you know, well, now it's kind of stop talking about it and and actually do something about it. You know, there was there was just uh, my local scene in Liverpool. I thought was maybe needed some help and some assistance and then it becomes an interesting thing where you you can't just commentate and view you have to get involved now because it's like oh the scene doesn't work this is a problem that's a problem there's only so much of that you can do and so much negativity of that you can t- you can do and and, and and work with before you have to just stop and go what the what am i doing personally about that what am i doing so soon then the, the podcast moved to something where people were going what do you think of this and and, and i've got opportunities like to host the metal to the masses and talk about that and, and and help kind of put that word out there and explain what it is and explain that type of thing and there was a number of opportunities then that presented themselves because i wanted to be you know it's a case of shut up or or, or you know or, or put up with you get get out and actually do something about it no one likes someone who just goes oh this is terrible all the time actually get up and enact some change and positively affect it. So that's not just going to gigs and talking about metal and, and, and all the rest of it and putting spotlights on stuff. It's about looking at the problems and seeing where you can get something to move forward. And it was only when after I did the Liverpool Music Metal Music uh, Conference, which is the longest title in the world, I think we all know. But afterwards, I was interviewed by, by the press, and one of the guys said that, that was quite a rousing call to arms you give there because i said something at the beginning and the end and stuff which was nothing compared to the validity and the, the quality of stuff that the people on the panel were saying by the way which you should listen to that podcast um but then he said it was quite a rallying call and and it kind of stuck with me a little bit i was like there are people who listen to this and listen to this for entertainment purposes and i hope it does make you smile i hope, hope it makes you smile and i hope it makes you um you know, passes the time of your day, but also I'm, I'm told now that this is informing people and kind of, in many ways, empowering people, and it's very easy to just d- d- jump into like kind of narcissism and hubris about this. Oh, you you think you're the voice of this? I don't, I don't at all, but I'm just like you. I I, I see something that maybe needs to be fixed, and I want to kind of help it. Is the scene broken to a certain degree? Yes, and I want to kind of do something with that. So after the conference. A lot of people came up to me and said, you should be speaking to this person, you should be speaking to that person, what's going on with this, what's going on with that, what's going on with the other. And I had loads of questions and they were coming to me with those questions. And I thought, well, I could just go, well, that's nothing to do with me and, well, you know, go on the internet or why don't you do something about it? 
But I was like, you know what? I, this is called the Spoken Metal Show, and I need to be getting on on, on with the the process of helping that you know reigniting some of the uh, some of the, the the fires out there and kind of helping people, you know, be uh be involved with it and and kind of be a voice to, of information, and so. I started making a list, and this list wasn't the list previous where it was like cool people who want on the show. That list still exists, and we're going to have those people. But it was then okay. Um, let's actually approach this semi seriously, if you will, or very seriously in, in in most cases. Where who do I need to talk to, and what do I need to 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 talk to them about? And there was a lot of people. And that list is getting longer, and these were like politicians and councilmen and people who are who are not there for the entertainment purposes are not there kind of you know tell us a cool story backstage tell us how to get into doing bass teching or whatever the drum tech and it wasn't from that it was about what's going on with this and what's going on with that large amounts of the questions were based around um the council the government unesco and 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 its funding of of the, the local scene a, a lot of those questions were, were based around there what's going on that's everything so i approached um unesco the uh, and which was the, the kind of the local sort of body that the kind of supports and, and and is active to 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 support music and culture in, in liverpool and the, the name that was 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 asked by a lot of people was kevin mcmanus Kevin McManus is the head of UNESCO in the City of Music, which is a huge remit when you think about it, to be in charge of all styles and in charge of the kind of... Not in charge, of probably the right... Spearheading and kind of leading where that should be to make it a real um, city of culture and music that it should be. And so I contacted him and he was very, very gracious, very quickly got back to me and we, we, we went back and forth until we finally managed to, to, to sit down. Interestingly, um, the quality of this is a, is a little boomy, so you know, bear with me. As a lot of my podcasts are recorded very much in the field, very much in the field, and that means that you're going to get that type of thing where it's very boomy, or someone comes in and uh, through a door, or you can hear a car going past and stuff. Listen, I'd like these podcasts to be absolutely beautifully, perfectly recorded, but that's just not how things work. Sometimes, sometimes you have to do them on the fly. It's like if we haven't got a good room to record it or a way to record it, do we not get that podcast? No, we should always get that. So I ended up doing the punk rock style and recording. So the quality's not up to your liking. That's cool. That's cool. But I, you can hear everything that's being said, and that's the most important thing to me. It was held at a, the British Music Experience, which was interesting. I'm going to get into that at another another time. But um, that's a fascinating exhibition at the Cunard building, a beautiful building there. It's definitely something I want to talk about because it, I think that there's definitely something that I can help there with, with that and how they kind of do that. I think it's a fantastic exhibition that not a lot of people know of in, in, in their own city. But that's for another story for another day. So, you know, Kevin, before I met him, you know, I read up on what he'd done. He's like a former NME journalist, wrote for The Face and ID and Mixmag and a host of sort of things. He's been involved in music for like 30 years, wrote, wrote two books. He's the head of UNESCO City of Music. And so the whole point of this sit-down isn't to kind of... It's not like a Jeremy Pax and Andrew O'Neill type of aggressive, let's let's push and ask these, you know, these questions to incite a, a reaction. I was purely at first going in as a fact-finding sort of thing of going what's going on what what what's infrastructure is within the within the, the, the city and and asking those questions and asked a lot of people to to send questions to me and they did maybe not as many as i thought they would do we've got a chance of someone's ear here to asking questions and people didn't really take me up on that as much as i thought they would be which is a shame 
Um, but then sitting with Kevin, he, Kevin was uh, he, he was completely relaxed, you know, very very happy to talk about any topic. Nothing was taboo, and I made a very concentrated effort, as you'll hear, to not swear. There's something I got from Henry Rollins where he was like, you know, if you swear, then maybe it dilutes any argument or the the, the seriousness and the validity of what you're saying. So you only hear me effing and jeffing like I normally do, but Kevin was absolutely superb, you know, it really broke down a lot of the things, as you can imagine, the problems with the metal scene are are complicated, There's, if you listen to this podcast and expect me to go, and that's the way we solve everything, it's not like that, it's not really, that's not how this works, this works is to go, look, this is what's currently going on, these are some of the things you can do, these are some of the answers to, to, to maybe some of the questions you have, but this is an ongoing debate and it's an ongoing process where I will go back to Kevin in, in time and ask him how he's getting on with things and ask, and, and, and from the back of the conversation, off sort of podcast, the, we had a conversation about the things that I'm going to actually start to employ myself and some of the things that I'm going to do and you'll see more communication from that type of thing. Enough about me, I've already talked for like 10 minutes about nothing, but I, I did just wanted to set up and uh, this whole sort of thing Kevin was, was hugely interesting for me to talk about mainly because he clearly absolutely adores music he, he, he clearly is, is running through every vein of him and that's a really good person you want in charge, charge of that type of thing um, his knowledge of metal you know by his own admission isn't, isn't, isn't big but you know how many out there now know something about every genre of music really well so there's some things there where, where I was like oh maybe I can suggest some things but I just wanted to kind of give you some context to the to the conversation before we had it but it was it was a great conversation I think you'll get some information of it some questions you might get answered some you might not and it might raise even more questions that's the whole point of debate that's the whole point of communication and I think the it's a start, like the like the metal conference was. It's a start of these conversations. Now I understand a little bit more about funding. I understand a little bit more about timeframes, about how that gets put into the infrastructure of, of of Liverpool and the metal scene as a whole. And I understand a bit more about what I can do as well. And hopefully that's what you'll get. And um, there might be some stuff where you'll go, "Why didn't he ask this? And why didn't he ask that?" But I didn't want to be confrontational with with someone when it wasn't needed. I don't need to get into a confrontation because I feel as though Kevin is is genuinely trying to do what he can do with within that, and I think he's doing some some great work. Just as a sidebar, see what you think, um, and then obviously you know leave messages and feel free to message me, and that's that 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 would be great. But this is very much the starting process now, and it'll be interesting to see kind of how it develops. And we'll go back to Kevin on on, on numerous cases. I think it's a very interesting uh, fellow to talk to. Um, and I think I brought some some perspectives to stuff that I didn't consider, which is always the basis of great discourse, where you 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 consider reconsider stuff and you can change things up, and then ultimately everybody can benefit from that. We can see how we can help our scene, we can see how our help our city and 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 metal as as a whole. So please enjoy, see what you think. As always, leave messages or anything like that you want to talk about, or any questions I may have missed. I'm sure there's going to be some that I've missed. Please enjoy us. This is our conversation with Kevin McManus. So I'm with uh, Kevin McManus, and who's that, and what does he do is probably the first question that some of you may ask. And the reason I'm sitting down at the uh, British Music Experience, which is incredibly fitting for what we're doing, is to kind of explore some of the things that got raised at the Liverpool Metal uh, panel and various panels that have been going on. So I suppose first thing, thanks for thanks for doing this. You know, Welcome. I really appreciate that. And I suppose we should, like we said before we started, who are you and what is it you do? Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a big question. Um, yeah. So yeah, so uh, well, my current job is um, 
I'm head of UNESCO City Music for the City Council based in Culture Liverpool. Prior to that, I worked, I worked as the curator of British Music Experience, so I was here, got it ready for opening and was the curator for two years. Um, took this job in, in the council uh, and that job is really is about, uh, I mean prior to that I've done loads of stuff around the city but work with, I've had involvement in music since, uh, I mean a massive fan, punk with my first big love and I sure. went to Eric's and stuff. Uh, wrote for Enemy when I was like 18, 19 and stuff and then wrote for lots of other music magazines and done bit, did a bit of music academia so I've done lots of stuff and just been around a long time. Um, I think we could have a whole separate conversation about. I think that's fascinating, and we will. We will at yeah, some yeah. point have a whole conversation about how we, how you got even got to here. But when did you start the, uh, the, the current position? You, so this you, current position is just over over a year. Uh-huh. So uh, it, the, the, so the current position came about. So if you backtrack a few years, I wrote the city's bid to become a UNESCO City of Music, which we got in two thousand and fifteen, um, and then I wanted to do more with that and various things meant we didn't do much with it and then I took this job here because it was like a really exciting once in a lifetime thing to do to set up the the BME in Liverpool Um, then the council meanwhile had realised it needs to do more with music and needs to be a bit more serious about it so commissioned a music strategy which you know did what strategies do is like look at what we've got what our strengths are what our weaknesses are what we can do better and some of the recommendations out of that were to set up a music office and to set up a music board. Um, so, and they, is that the fundamentals of UNESCO then? Is that kind of no? So the UNESCO bit is slightly. So when you become a member of UNESCO City Music, what it does essentially is give you access to uh, a creative cities network. So some music, some film. Um, so obviously, I've worked most closely with the other music cities, and it it, it opens some opportunities for. Cooperation, collaboration, for learning off others, for showing examples, sharing examples of good practice. So the, the UNESCO bit is only a tiny bit of, of what I do. Really. Sure. So the more, I think the more interesting bit, and more, well, no, the UNESCO stuff is interesting, but the, 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 the day job really is, is how do we grow the, and support the music Because that's, that's a pretty big thing to have on your shoulders, head of music. That's, that's pretty big, right? Yeah, um, that's, a, that's a wide remit because I'm I'm coming. Obviously, my introduction to this was from a metal genre point of view. Yeah, but yeah. then there's there's a whole raft of other things within that. When you first took it on, you know that that seems pretty overwhelming. Yeah, well, I mean, there was there was some clear objective. So one so the, one of the key things was was actually was to form a music board, which was pretty much done by the time I started, and I didn't have really that much involvement in that um, but the music board is there I can tell you about them in a second sure. uh, but one of the things I had to do was write a, a fund a fund bring together like, a fund and bid so that actually okay. we've got money to deliver things Liverpool City Council is doesn't have much money these days no council um, does it seems no, yeah, no yeah. councils do um, and you know the funding that's available comes through the combined authority so one of my big things was was bringing that together mm. uh, and that's not just about writing a bid it's about being clear what you want the money for and, and making when, the when you when you because obviously you, you've got to put this bid together and you've got to kind of present it what what did you see as some of the challenges that the city had uh, there's a number and, to be, and, and again it's the, in the way these things work it's not you know I have my views on 
you know, sure. if I had to come into the job and someone had given me the money then, I would have said, probably do this and this. Mm. Sadly, I'm not allowed to do that. You, <laughs> sure. Uh, you, you, we're in a democratic society. And mm. um, so we set up the music board, which covers the city region. So what, what, what makes up that board as well? Is so, that a group of people then? It's like... Yeah, so it's a, the music board, there was an open call for applications in uh, 18 months ago. Um, basically, people, people had to say why they should be on it, what mm. they brought to yeah. the board. And then uh, other people made the decisions on it. I wasn't in post and I wasn't involved in that. It was uh, a couple of people from Culture Liverpool and from the Combined Authority. And so they went for a mix. So it's people like um, some music businesses, it's education, so some universities on there. It's, um, it's, it's right across, it tries to be across sure. the board. There's some gaps on there and we're going to try and... I'm an observer on the board, I'm not a board member. The, but there's been a recognition that we need to fill some of those some emissions. What are the gaps? What, what, what are we kind well, of... Because there'll be people listening to this going, I've never seen that open call. Well, and I think we're going to... I think, like to and I think it's... I mean, to be fair to the people who did that, I think they tried <coughs> as much as possible to get it out to everybody. So, you know, they, they, they sent it to every network and things that they, they knew. And, yeah. you know, people aren't always going to find out about it. But because we, there's been quite a bit of consultation, there's been a couple of big consultation sessions with the wider music community, and again, only those people that you reach know about it. Mm. Um, but, you know, so when they go out again with a call, I'm sure it, more people will know. So, you know, the music board, some obvious things are we don't cover the biggest seller at the moment. Uh, so the most economically important part of music at the moment is dance music, electronic right, music. Right, of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, And there's no specialist dance music person on there. Um, That's fascinating, isn't it? What you think yeah, about yeah. What, what Creamfields did? Yeah, and, and, and that, we, Peter Guy was talking on the panel that we had there yeah. about how that was even generating more money at the time and, and during its inception. Uh, than the Beatles, than, and it was bringing in because uh, it was a worldwide thing. It was it was to, yeah. to, to not have someone there that seems astounding. Yeah, so I think it was just maybe maybe they didn't get an application from people. Do you think there's do you think there is a, something of a disconnect then between the the, the the public and musicians and promoters of and those people that make those decisions? We need a little bit more of a bridge because I would say I would I would venture that. There's a lot of people that had no idea that that option existed, that there was a call for that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, as I say, I, I wasn't involved in that process, yeah, yeah. but I think they genuinely did make the best they, in, in their minds, they probably yeah. put forward as and best then, they could, yeah. And then the music board now, there's about 18 people on it, whatever, they've uh-huh. all got really different networks, so when the call goes out again, they'll all be using them, so you would, sure. hope, you would hope that everyone did it. So, yeah. so you mentioned Peter Guy, so I'm sure... When the call went out, it went through. It went through. Yeah. Get into this. It went through. Be dull. It went through. You know, different yeah. networks. So there's always going to be people who say they haven't got it. But uh, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think the next time the call goes out, it, it sounds like it was a good start, and it's in order to keep it going. There needs to be these conversations and these things. You know, people become more aware of it. Surely that's the that's the. Yeah, whole and thing. in May we did a consultation session, or we did two because uh, we were conscious that not everyone can get away for a few hours in the afternoon. So we did an afternoon one. And we did an evening oh, one. What, what happens at the, the con- what's a consultation session? What does so that look any, like? So anyone who wanted to, who was involved in music in any way, as a like, you know, promoter, manager, punter, you know, Whatever DJ, be, yeah. you know, cont- in any form, any, everyone was welcome. And it was, it was just a struct- structured session over about three hours each one. So like it was, it was, yeah, six hours of consultation. And it was basically a little bit about the board saying, 
the work we'd done because we were looking at what we thought was needed, where the big obstacles were, where the big gaps were, where the big opportunities were, and then basically tested that with however many people turned sure. up saying... You do know, you think this is the case? And do you think or, yeah, uh, or what do you think? And yeah. then, off, to be honest, it pretty much lined up. You know, there's, there's, there's some obvious stuff, you know, venues need support and, uh, you know, there's, there's practical things like uh, transport, you know, if, if, you, if you go to a gig and it's finishing at 12 o'clock, can you get yeah, out? Yeah, you know, just, yeah, yeah, just, just, the, So there's things the like semantics that. semantics of it as well. Yeah, like, and, yeah, just, yeah. and can you, you know, um, and a bit about what you've just said, not everyone, not people don't know what's going on. But on awareness, is, is, is there a is there a is there a website or port we need to connect, mm. which you know puts information on and has listings or whether it's just so, you know resources. What, so going back to like when you first came in, then was there some things you were like, uh, these are very clear areas to me that we need to work on and we need to focus upon. Um, yeah, so the, and it's all of it's in the bid. So it's things like um, talent development. So if you're a young person from anywhere whether I'm, I'm from Bootle um, right. and so it's not just about Liverpool it's you know if you and this is a city region thing yes I, I, I work for Liverpool City Council but the board and the funding I think that that's, a, that's a very interesting point there as well and it's something that definitely uh, people don't realise that we're not just talking about the absolute centre of Liverpool here we're talking we, we were, uh, one of the things getting brought up a lot was St Helens and Wigan working with the yeah. developing area around it as well yeah so Wigan's outside of our remit but you know it's, it's St Helens Whittle Sefton Nosley right. Halton um, and Whittle uh, sure. as well as Liverpool that's in the Liverpool City region area but it's about making sure if you're a young person there that you can not even necessarily young. It's just if you're a, if you live there that you've got an opportunity. You've got access to, um, you know, if you want to be in a band, if you want to be a producer, if you want to be a techie, whatever. That yeah, does yeah, it yeah. through? So it's talent development. It's also um, educate. How do you connect education better to industry so that you're getting the right skills to get you a job in music industry? Um, it's supporting music businesses in the city, whether it's promoters, managers. Um, tech companies like Centrix um, to grow so that they can mm. employ more people. It's you know, if you're if you're someone who wants to set up your own business as a as a promoter, you know, where do you go for support? Yeah, what what's the, the framework? What's the yeah. not you know, again unless you're really well connected you wouldn't know. So it's about mm. trying to find fill in all of that. And it's a, it's some of it's about telling the story of what we've got better. I don't know much about the metal scene in Liverpool That's but interesting, um you know, we have got some great stuff going on here. I mean, if you look at mm. festivals, we've got like OEA, Sound City, you know, Future Yard this year at the Wirral, you know, Lymph, uh, dance festivals like Creamfield, you know, uh, Baltic Weekend, uh, Psychfest is coming back. You know, that alone is a, is a good narrative, but we don't tell anyone that, mm. you know. Um, and then if you look at the venues and the, the artists and the DJs and club nights we've got, there's another great story there about like, you know, come to Liverpool because of this. And then how do we attract more music businesses to mm. come so that they're paying business rates and creating jobs yeah. where, you know, we want, to, we want to be known as, like, a music industry hub so that we can get people here. So the, this, the, the, uh, that was part of your bid, and that sounds like an enormous sort of... It is, that's a That's a huge project, you know, in, yeah, yeah. and we're not going to see the, the, the fruits of that for many years as well. That's a, that's a long um, project, you know, taking someone from school yeah. all the way through to, you know, to see the fruits of it. Some, some of it will... will necessarily have that long tail and there's no way there's no way around that but there's some mm. stuff in there that will be about you know you're a you're a 20 year old in Heighton 
and you've got a great idea for a music business, but you need a bit of help to do it or yeah. a bit of money. Yeah. Um, we can help. We can help you straight away. Um, you know, this people. The one I always think of is when I was doing a previous job. Chris Mean approached me, and with a, and we in the days when there's more money around, and I was able to give him like a few thousand pounds in the very early stages of Centric Music. Right. Centric Music is now is a publisher based in Liverpool. Employs about fifty people over in uh, Baltic. He's got like international offices. Uh, massively influential music industry player now, and you know I want to support, find, and support the next Chris Meehan. You know, and yeah, yeah, not yeah. everyone's going to grow to that and be like be a multi-million. But at least everybody should book. be given the opportunity. But if I can give yeah. that, not me, if we can find the right way to support that kid in Highton or Saint Helens yeah. to get. Even just so he's he's self self-employed and making a good living from it. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's and he's doing something that he wants rather than stacking shelves in Tesco. Sure, some kind yeah. of future. Because I think one of the things that um, that uh, very much music and it's the same with sport. It was often seen as a way of improving your life. Mm. So a lot of the times, a lot of music is connected to social issues as well. So um, you know. Uh, it, like, just within the metal sphere, you have the whole uh, Sophie Lancaster thing and, and, and things about, and, and the whole things about mental illness and stuff that, do, yeah, that we're yeah. doing. But then also within like kind of dance and rap, you have the whole thing about uh, anti-gang and anti-gang lads. Do, 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 do you think the government makes that, uh, or even the council to that degree, makes that connection between music and culture and the solving of some of the social ills that happen? That's a big question, I think, isn't no, it? I Sorry. Think, I, think, um, I don't think government does. I think, uh, I think, to be fair, I think Culture Liverpool I work for are probably more aware of it than lots of other local authorities. It's, it's, um, so we've just done a thing, um, Rise, Rise Up, which is about like, female and like, in, like, the influence of like, women and stuff. And we sure. did, uh, as part of that, we commissioned... Uh, a song from She Drew the Gun, um, which is which is a brilliant song, Russian Doll, and they did a gig for us here the other week as part of that. So I, I think we try and link everything that, that we do, and, and a big part of, of of arts and culture is always about yeah, how does it tackle the major yeah. problems of the day, and obviously a big sure. a big one. And you know, and I think with music in particular, you know, it's the stats and evidence over the last few years show. Musicians are probably more likely than any other group to suffer from mental health problems. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's it's in there. So in stuff like my the bit that I've put together, it's not in there. But you know, underlying the whole music um, policy and strategy is that awareness of things. Both the Metro Mayor Steve Rotherham and the City Mayor Joe Anderson have as a central part of their of their policy social inclusion. No, so that means it doesn't. You don't. You include everyone, no matter what yeah. level of poverty they're living in, what neighbourhood yes. they're coming from, yeah, what yeah. colour, what race, what what gender, what sexuality, and that you know that that inclusion encompasses things like you know ensuring people's mental health is is looked after. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I think in anyone in there, wherever we are now, we'd be twenty twenty soon. It'd be it'd be negligent not to consider. Yes. Those yeah. I of think the, the connection is is there to see, isn't it? The, yeah, you know, yeah. if it, it's like you can play for your local team, so you 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 you, you can do. It. You can also play your local arena. You know, it's that type of thing, and it's that sort of. There's a route 
that there, there is no hopelessness, that there is a route and there is a way of kind of doing, if you have a talent, we can, we can give that a platform. I mean, I've, I'm just, just off the top of my head, I think, I remember, I won't mention who it was, but to sing it in a band who've had loads and loads of success, um, and this is many years ago now, and I remember seeing him at an event, uh, like at a, at a music at a gig, and then um, he, was, he, was, he, was, he was getting drunk, and he was yeah. saying to me, basically saying, I'm feeling loads of pressure here, and it's because, it's because you know, he said, I've, I feel I'm responsible for the band, I'm responsible for the road crew. Sure. You know, all those people are lying on me for wages. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. And, um, it's enormous pressure. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, don't think about that. You know, yeah. he was, so it, it, it's there, not just in the, the ones who are struggling or whatever, or the ones who are taking loads of drugs or whatever, and, and you know, uh, it's, it's there. So, so what is the is the stage of the bid now? Is that is that kind of so it's, being it's, looked it's at in, and yeah, examined? It's in and being appraised and stuff. It's not a it's not a quick process. It's, yeah, I imagine. Yeah, uh, yeah, it'll probably be a few months. I think. Sure. Yeah. And is it a case of um, is it a case of one or nothing? Is it a case of they go okay that bid's accepted or we're going to accept several points of it but not others? Or Do you know what? It's a, it's a new process. So because I've been around a while, I've done lots of bids and. Uh, you all have different processes you submit it and sometimes you don't hear anything until you get a letter saying yes sure. here's your half a million or here's your twenty thousand or whatever uh, some process uh, processes are much more iterative where they communicate with you and say we like that we don't like that i think this this one will be a bit more i'm expecting them to come back and say can you just clarify this can you clarify sure. that or you know we like that, but we're not sure about that. Can you explain why you need it? So mm-hmm. it'll be a few months, I think. It is, I mean, this, this may seem a, a silly question, but so we've got a, a group of people on this board that, that you kind of put the, the bid to. They kind of look at that as well and support you with that, or is it...? Yeah, so, yeah. so the bid's on behalf of the board, really. Um, so what I'm, what I'm leading to is then, is there another one for the council that assess that bid? No, so the bid will be... So this money isn't coming from the council, so the oh, okay. bid... So, so the bid is coming from the money for the bids is coming essentially from central government. Right. It comes through the combined authority who are based over there. Um, so it's totally independent of the, of the council. So there's yeah. So there's there's two groups. Is what I'm leading to is there's two groups here. One's going to put a bid through to, to the other group. The other group says yes, no, whatever it may be, and then they agree and, and we, we go to the next stage. The, the, any, is there any kind of um, in that Venn diagram where they cross over? Where there's people from that who would sit in. On, on what you're discussing, or is it completely separate? Because um, it seems it seems to me that would be fundamentally better for purposes of communication if those two parties yeah had that. But then, but, but, but often with bids, you have to ensure complete in, independence because it's so. It, right. So the bids put in on this occasion, the bids being put in by me on behalf of the city council. Sure. So the city council will be responsible for it, and if I mess up. Or whatever they have to pay the money back. Sure. So it's a big, it's, it's a it's risk for the huge, council. It's so a they, huge they, risk, they yeah. take on responsibility for managing the money, and normally they have to front it. So say I spend a hundred grand in one month, the council have to find a hundred grand and then claim it back. Yeah. So it doesn't come without. You know, it's not just a simple. So the so the council are the applicant. That it's appraised by people over the combined authority who are completely separate from the council. Sure. Uh, you know, obviously there's dialogue, but they're a separate organisation. Um, my understanding is it goes through about three different layers within there. They do sure. technical appraisals, then it goes ultimately to the top level and they look at it and go, yes, we think this is good. And then, as I understand it, it goes to some completely separate government wow. body. You know, sure. Because um, it seems to be... 
the you know at the process when you and and, and 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 the board there that seems to be incredibly creative from that point of view where we go okay we think we should do this and it seems to be almost unrestrained about kind of how yeah, we should yeah. go but then as it moves up the chains it yeah. seems to be going from all the way to creative to being how much is that going to cost yeah and, um, and to be honest with you they just it's the way i mean it's just the way it is you just got to accept that they mm. they're looking at it on have you proved a case for this does this do we need that's to, interesting do, do we need to spend this money what are we getting for so has there been previous bids then uh, is there a bid every year is there a bid no because what's combined, the regularity combined, combined authorities still relatively new combined authorities only a couple of years old right um, prior to that you know bids that I've never done a completely music focused bid although there have been ones in the city many years ago there's an sure. organisation called Music Development Agency that was funded by European money so most of what's happened in in Liverpool and the city region over the last twenty odd years was a lot of it was funded by European money, right? Um, so because um, we're going right back to the capital of culture thing, we're going back to to that, I would imagine. Yeah, so yeah, I was involved in capital culture stuff. I was one of the team that wrote the bid for that. I wasn't involved in the actual year so much, but um, yeah. So we, again, they were. The capital culture bid was very different because we were competing against other British cities, and it wasn't. It wasn't about that. wasn't so much sure. about money. It was more about what were, what were you what, what you could offer, like, what you could offer, and what you were yeah. going to do and stuff. And um, but yeah, no, the bid process is it's it's quite a really boring technical process. It sounds as there's, there's, there's many levels. It's very tiered, and that, and what happens sometimes, certainly with with the general public, when they see that they go, okay, what's going on with this? And they see it as a, a one and a zero, like I say, where it's like, okay, it's all going through. We're going to get all this money, and all these new buildings are going to spring up. It's not like that. There seems no. to be a lot of minutia to it. It is, and if yeah. so, like if 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 you come to me and said, I've got this brilliant idea, and I want twenty grand, the funding that I've, I've got might not allow that because it right. comes with certain conditions. Uh, it might not allow me to support you because you're not the right sort of business or whatever. There's all sorts of... It gets assessed on a number of levels, clearly. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, the trick... I mean, I've managed lots of funds in the past and the trick is to, to try and make the public money as flexible as you can get it within, mm. with it while staying within the rules because otherwise they'll claw it back. One of the things you were talking about, and I agree with completely, is the, the whole kind of the festivals that go on and there is some great work there. One of the things that was getting raised was the when they're not happening to when the larger events aren't happening the smaller things maybe aren't kind of getting the support they need i'll give you a practical example that we uh liverpool doesn't seem to be on the touring run for a lot of a yeah, lot yeah. of bands it seems to go to manchester yeah yeah certainly to wales and and and, and yeah. everywhere but I'm old enough, and uh, forgive me of saying that I imagine you are too, to remember uh, the, the, the Lomax and stuff in the Royal Court. Yeah, and yeah. that was very much on a touring cycle. That was considered yeah, yeah. A, a venue of value, like, yeah. like something like the Brixton Academy was. It was, it was, yeah, it was considered bordered on those things. Why do you think that's happened then? Because that was a very sort of key thing that a lot of people thought that we were missing out on, on US bands and coming through and not being on yeah, that. Yeah, no, road. and it's come up on the board, and it's come up not just on that sort of level of bands, but some other stuff. Some stuff is basically some agents or promoters don't bring stuff to Liverpool because they don't think there's an audience for it. Mm. We're still a much smaller city with a with a low population compared to Manchester and Greater Manchester. You know, so that's yeah. the reality. People like Simon Moran at SJM, you know, biggest promoter in the country. You know, a friend of mine asked him why he didn't why he wasn't putting on gigs in at Anfield. Um, and he just went, you know, he basically said, I can get 10,000 more people in Man City State. It becomes a numbers game, it's how it seems, yeah. That's it. And then Royal Court was great and bands loved playing there. Uh, we just haven't found a way to replace that. You know, the arena was built 
so that we would we would get some of those bands that were missing out the city. So that's helped in some yeah. ways. Not my favourite venue, but you know I don't like arenas particularly. That's you know Liverpool's is nowhere so better than yeah, others. sure. Um, yeah. I think the Olympia's actually is all right, but it's not in the city centre. Yes, uh, yeah. You've got Monfort Hall again, not my favourite venue, but it's okay. Um, so there's there is a, there is a gap for that, and it's it's prob- it's it's not for the council to fill that. It's for it's for a it's for an operator to fill that. I think, and they'll only do it if they think they can. Yeah, they can make. Money from I think some of them are waking up to that. I mean, uh, you, sometimes you find it now that they'll do, <clears throat> like Manchester at the beginning of the tour run, they'll go all around Europe, and then when they come back, the last part of it, they'll maybe do Liverpool. Then at the yeah, end yeah. of it, so the two don't try to kind of rub yeah, against yeah. each other, and it, and it works like that. And that seems to be working. I think the inclusion of the, of the arena, as much as like, it is impersonal for me, yeah, you yeah. come from a punk rock or maybe a, a certainly a more closer, smaller yeah, yeah. venue. Sort yeah, of I just don't think. Like big venues, yeah, so. I think there's something lost in, in that, yeah, but yeah. It, it still kind of says that we can do that, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and therefore, you know, other bands would look at that and go, okay. And then Anfield got on the map last year, we're doing a few gigs, you know, and that's, you know, that, yeah. that probably got, you know, Bon Jovi probably wouldn't have. Is it Bon Jovi? Bon Jovi, bon Jovi yeah, probably yeah, yeah. Wouldn't, have, wouldn't have played Liverpool if if Anfield hadn't got yeah, the license yeah, yeah. to do stuff. So there's 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 things there's things happening. But uh, yeah, you know, in so, a perfect world, you would have the sm- I'd, that smaller I'd love, I'd love yeah. to have the real. You know, Gillian and Kevin do great work. The real court. I still think it's a miss not having it as a venue because yeah. some of my favourite gigs ever. But in most the definitely, course. yeah, most definitely, yeah. And and that kind of brings us kind of runs alongside to um, agent to change. I think yeah, yeah. that's that's obviously the, the very the next thing we need to talk about. So for people that don't know what that is, what's your understanding that agents have changed? And this is something that started in, in Camden and kind of London yeah. way first. So it's yeah, I mean it's it's at its root, it's a, it's a, it's to do with planning, which you know, and planning is very dull if you're not a planner, but. It's a guideline which which is in the national planning uh, framework, but it's guidance rather than law at the moment. But it basically says, um, if you're the agent of change, so if you're the person who comes into an area, so the best, the, the one in terms of music, if you're a developer and you're moving into an area where, where a venue is already operating, mm-hmm. um, the onus to solve any noise, any noise problems from coming from a venue is on the developer. So what's happened often in the past, and it's happened in Liverpool, is is a developer, I mean, probably Roadworks is the most obvious one in the past, and now it's getting into the Baltic as well. You know, if so if an area becomes popular, so venues and clubs and bars go there, um, and then developers see that there's an audience there, and people want to be around that area, so then they, they spend money building flats and apartments, then people move in, and then suddenly start kicking off because there's, there's, thing, there's yeah. noise. Yeah. So what this what this agent to change at the simplest says, actually that's not the problem of the venue. Um, the, the, it's the problem with the, the developer. The, the, the developer needs in. to spend money either soundproofing his venue or soundproofing the venue, sure. uh, and it shouldn't cost the, ve- the the venue should be able to carry on operating. Yeah. The floor, the, the weakness in it is it's only a guideline at the moment. It's not law. Yeah. Um, and it seems to be there's lots of kind of. I mean, it was very. It, it has been successful in London. It has it, it, to a certain it, degree. Yeah, um, a few examples, but it, it's it is open to interpretation. So what I've done while I've been in, in, in this role is push the council to. They formally adopted agent agent to change as a as a policy, and I've said they will lobby national government to introduce it as law. Because if it, if it's yeah, law, to give it some weight and power, law, it's got, yeah. you, you, basically the planning authority yeah. can say. 
Because what was happening is that the, the storm was coming in and uh, doing kind of noise tests, and they were doing it diff- like in the middle of the day, as opposed to when the club would be. And there was all kinds of variations to how they were testing yeah, the yeah. sound oh, levels yeah, that were. That were yeah, it was yeah. just, there was this huge grey area, and then the venues were had to kind of uh, fund their own tests and do it from their own yeah, things. Yeah. So there was kind of almost this fight of proving if it was yeah. viable or not that did yeah, the, the place had to you know, fund. Typically, developers can afford big fancy lawyers yeah yeah and venues can't I mean, yeah it's it's as you and know. you know and that we cannot talk about this without talking about 24 and kind yeah, of yeah. The, the very recent problem that they faced where you know there's a possible potential closure because of of exactly this and yeah, yeah. is it something that you feel almost powerless with with that or how much because um, it's tough because you want to put this forward there's no power behind this agent of change because it's not law it's a guideline and it's, it seems very kind of, almost hands are tied on it. It seems very difficult yeah, situation. No, also, again, so for the last... So I know Johan and Saad, like, who, you know, who run the venue. Mm-hmm. And I've known them since they basically... I mean, they built that venue with the bare hands. I mean, yes, very so, much so. Um, and they're exactly the sort of club venue owners you want. You know, they're, they're not gangsters. They're passionate about music. They're good people. The people mm-hmm. they have working there for them are good people. You know, my 20-year-old niece goes there and I know she's in a good place, it's sure. a safe place. Uh, she, she even tells me how nice the bouncers are there. And stuff. Yeah. So, and apart from that, they run a brilliant programme and stuff. You know, it's very, really wide-ranging. They're very supportive of, of the LGBTQ community. You know, mm-hmm. they do... They're just... They're, you know, they're an important part of that community of the live music um, scene, you know, which is really important in the city. So that that. So when this issue became started to become apparent, mostly while I've been in this role, I've been speaking to planning, licensing, environmental health, because it goes across all of those people. Yeah. About the general issue of agents to change and how we need to protect our venues, but in particular about Kitchen Street. So I've been making my fears known, and the music boards over the last few months have also like formally written to the Mayor of Liverpool and uh, and had Joan from the venue there. So... You know, we've been doing as much lobbying as we can. It's all kicked off a bit in the last day or two, um, and there's various things happening. Like it'll be it'll be different tomorrow than it is today. But sure. I'm, I'm the beauty of the part of the, the strength of having someone doing my role is that I can lobby those people, and it's not, you know, it, I can I can represent the venue and talk to the relevant people here. Uh, so I'm I'm hopeful we'll get. Uh, a positive solution on that one, and then and then that will, and then the council will be really strong on agent to change moving forward because you know yeah. we've adopted it as a as a policy. You know the people are standing behind that, so they they my view is we need to make sure that it's actioned really. And yeah, yeah, otherwise, yeah. otherwise it's great as an idea, but it's it's nothing if it's yeah, not implemented. And, and as you said before, there's loads of grey areas around it, and you sort of need so to seems. go. You sort of need to go. Let's get rid of those grey areas. This is yeah, yeah. we're a music city. You know, we love. We think the Baltic is a key driver for you know culture and music in the city. It's you know we want to protect. You know, I was I was one of the people I created Baltic Creative many years ago. I set that up. Um, in my previous role, you know, and when no one went to Baltic, I'm really proud. That's probably the be- the most important thing I've ever done in my life. You know, I spent about four years making Baltic creative. I don't want to see the Baltic dissipated because yeah. there's yeah. more student flats there. It, you know, yeah. it's and you know, and it'd be just a massive waste. The council put 
I created that as as part of a council uh, job I was doing, you know, and um, there was, I think the money we got for Baltic was six million. It was partly European, partly Northwest Development Agency, part, partly council. And, you know, when why would you want to waste yeah. all that effort and what's built the up time, over there? Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the, I think one of the things that people certainly a lot of people when we're doing a panel and approach me online and, and kind of message me with is that they don't realize that you know with the greatest of respect that you don't you exist even that there's someone out there like yourself going you know this isn't right i i, I want to do something about that and try yeah, yeah. to move things forward and kind of progress that they seem to think that there's this this faceless council if you will and face who's literally going no we, we prefer just having a load of student housing over a venue yeah. and it's it's just not the case it seems no, well, well and, I, and i think well it's it is difficult and i think because the job i did for a long time before i went to the British music experience was working with creative industries and i did a lot of music stuff but my main role in that was sort of as, as a translator like the interface between it seems the to be that too, yeah i mean it's one of them i don't know if i promise there's certain things the council, council can do, mm. certain things they can't do, and then st- some things where no matter how hard I push, I'm not going to get them to change. And yeah. councils change really slowly and act really slowly. Yes. I mean, that's, yes, that's yeah. the reality of it. I, I mean, I can't lie to you. It seems like glacial movements on, on things like that. Like, yeah, but, yeah. you know, and things like the Baltic. So the heads of planning has instigated a, a really, another boring planning thing called strategic a spatial regeneration framework or strategic okay. regeneration framework, SRF. But what that does is basically look at the Baltic and say, you know, what's needed here and what are their challenges and stuff. And that, if the, at the moment, the council can't really... There's little they can do, in my understanding of planning. If you come in and you've got, like, 100 million quid and you want to build another student, a set of student apartments there... If it's compliant with planning law, there's not much that they can it's do. Just very little, yeah, but with yeah. the S, with this new SRF, that then gives them the the scope to do like to put it in a local plan, and then basically say you've probably got enough student yeah. housing here. But that's, or, or, that's, or that's whatever you're going to do, is it is it going to be benefit culture? Because that's lead back yeah, to the age of change. Is it going to yeah, be? Yeah, but it's going to be. That's you know that's. That can't be quick because it's a long process. You is have, it? You'd have to. Is it? Is community. it a case sometimes of of art meeting? Government, and it's and it's never it's it's always had a pretty pretty poor history, isn't it? Where government cares about one thing, and because it's very difficult to, you know, to you can't measure to a certain degree the the benefit that art can have on culture. It's, it's quite difficult to measure, yeah. you know. It's it's not like a stat, like a, a amount of crashes that happens or an amount of people that this happens to, and art can sometimes because it's kind of. Its benefits are sometimes unseen for some time, and it, it, it can be kind of almost not vague is the word is the poor word for it. But it can't initially be seen. It's not a sexy topic for government yeah, but sometimes. I think, but I think we're better at most. So Liverpool, and again, councils always get slagged off. That's the nature. Yeah, yeah. it's the nature of that, that beast, it, it, unfortunately. It is, but, yeah. You know, in, and I'm no defender of them because this one is as bad as as others. You know, mm. better in some degrees, worse in others. Um, you know, uselessly slow at times. Uh, but it's one of the things that you that I think it deserves credit for, and it's from when we did the capital culture bid, and then the capital culture year. The recognition that culture is really an art is really important for all sorts of reasons, economic reasons. Yes, it yeah. does. You know, it, it brings visitors in and stuff. But for all those some of the things we touched on, on things yeah. like mental, mental health, for inclusion, for you know helping people, helping people realise that the 
their lives aren't worthless, that they can do something you know, so, yeah. to get involved in their communities, all that. And Liverpool's been really good at that and kept money on that when most other cities have cut it because the Tories have cut yeah. out budgets. Yes, yeah. Well, I mean, we're talking now as we're kind of on the cusp of, a, of, of an election as well. And that would surely would would that would that affect your your bid? Would that affect some of the things if we if we had a change of government? Um, uh, would would that affect it, or is this thing kind of almost are we at the end of the bid process? Or uh, I think I, I wouldn't think so. I mean, you can never say never. And I mean, um, I wouldn't think so because uh, the combined authority structures are set up, and it, so that's ultimately where the money is coming through and. Uh, it's too far down the process. I would think. I, I would think, whatever government's in there, those structures will exist for the you know for the next couple of years. Well, least. it seems so, like that there's so much inherently, and then there's so much wiring and stuff. It'd be difficult to completely change yeah, that like, I overnight. Mean, I mean, it happened in 2010 um, when the Tory government got in and, and basically took away a whole level of regional government. But you know, uh, I think at the I think the moment that's you know, the, the combined authorities and metro mayors have been set up under Tory governments. Um, I can't see a Labour government that they come in undoing it because, you know, there's two Labour mayors in Liverpool and Manchester. And, yeah. And it's, it probably, everyone probably agrees that it's a sensible mm. thing to do. So, um, yeah, no, I think it's, um, I think on that, on that, I don't think there's any worry. In terms of the future of the council and stuff, I don't think anyone knows, you know, Liverpool is... Yeah. Liverpool has suffered more than any other council in the last, you know, Most ten definitely. years, and um, it's not in a great position financially at the moment. Yeah. Um, I think whoever, whatever government gets in, will need to look at how local authorities are funded. It's um, a huge challenge. Yeah, yeah it's, it's you know Liverpool. So how, how Liverpool's? When when will we know the results of the bid, and when we'll be able to kind of we'll be something uh, that we I can? I think the bids probably. End of the first quarter next year, so okay. know, probably in February, March. Sure. And I think it seems to be that one of the things that we've done, definitely what we've covered here, is that transparency and communication. So people, because in, in light of people not knowing what things are going on and what yeah, yeah. situations are going on, they normally put in, okay, well, it's the, the council's awful, this is awful, because yeah, yeah. they don't understand. I think the, probably one of the biggest things we can do is certainly communicate more about that. Then, uh, you know, that's definitely something I think. Yeah, uh, it's, it's one, one of the things forward. the music boards are trying to do. So mm. um, have some sort of portal or whatever where people can, where, where there will be information and where people can exchange information and where yeah. if you or one of your listeners has a query about like, you know, what's the music they board could, doing about metal? Yeah, they can raise it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can raise it directly with us and, you know, and not everyone's going to like all the answers because mm. even if the bid's successful, there's a limited budget um, and we've got targeted things that we want to do because we, you know, consultation has showed us they're, the, they're what's most needed. Um, but yeah, it, it's, I think the days of, when I started in these sorts of jobs, when there was masses of money around because of Europe and stuff, uh, they, they've 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 gone. You know, I think it's Most it's um, yeah. it's a it's a different it's a different world. But that we can still you can still do lots to help people. It doesn't always take a lot of money. Sometimes it's about putting you in touch with the right but people. It, or the right that's mentor, that's a great sort of thing to kind of lead it off to the end here. Is that you know people often feel helpless that, okay, this bid's been put, I can't do anything about that, I don't have any say. People often think the helplessness, and from the helplessness sometimes becomes the vitriol and anger because they yeah. can't do anything about it. But I think 
there probably are some things that we could do. So if it was someone listening here now and I was a, a promoter or an owner, what, what can they do? What, could, what can they do to kind of help support the bid, help support... What, what can they do at a, at a, at a I mean, very grassroots I level? I mean, there's not much you can do to help support the bid because it's not, it's, a, it's not like a process where you can lobby or whatever. It's right. just, they assess the bid on its economic merits. You know, you've asked for this much. Um, you're bringing in you know, other people involved in it. You're bringing mm-hmm. in this much money and... You're going to deliver, you know, X amount of jobs or yeah. get many, this many people through uh, apprenticeships or whatever. So that just goes on its way. But I think, to be honest, it, it's probably uh, just letting us know what you're doing and where where we can help. As I say, it, I mean, it's probably not going to be financial help a lot of the time because there isn't it's sure. it isn't that world anymore. But there's there's things we can do to support, and it might be plugging you into. Hopefully, some of the programs that will be funded through this bid, you know, whether it's a business support program or whether it's connecting you to the right networks or the right people. But I, I think you know, often people just need that little bit of guidance. A little bit of money is always helpful, but it's sometimes it's just plugging it into the right. Sure, because that's what right it, I, the big sort of fallacy here is that money is completely going to save this and it's not really the whole sure funding of, of, of degrees will, will, be, will, will be advantageous but it's going to be about kind of this is the person you need to go to this is someone who can help you with noise abatement and whatever you know, showing those options it's like almost like kind of an a, a citizen's advice almost to a certain degree you know yeah, where and, and, there's, and there's elements of that written into the bid like mentorship and right. um, like business advice so there might be sort of some general stuff if if you're someone who wants to set up your own music business, it might be a bit more general, but then if you want to move into promotion or venue management or um, setting up some sort of uh, music tech business, then we'd find the right specialist the support for, for you. Yeah, yeah to yeah. find the right people, because, you know, with the greatest respect, there's general business advisors out there, and they might be able to help you if you're setting up as you know, a driving instructor or whatever, or uh, someone who sells tables. Yeah. Um, but actually, setting up a music tech business requires a massive understanding it's of multifaceted music yeah, business, yeah. music, yeah. music uh, business law, you know, all sorts of mm. stuff. So, um, yeah, that's that's what that's what I've been arguing the case for because you know that there, there will be other supports out there, and I'm saying no, we need specialist support. And, and if you if you're a musician in a band in whatever genre or of any kind of performing sort of art. What can they do? Is there anything that they can do? Yeah, well, it's the same thing. We've, we've um, there's some existing talent development programs out there. You know, things like Lymph Academy. There's uh, Mersey Rails Soundstage. So there's some stuff out there, and we're looking to do to support them to do what they do better and more of, and then we'll find other, you know, do what else needs to be done. So, I mean, I think they're. The simplest routes to start are off right until we have our proper website up and run this to get in touch with me and I'm, you know. Uh, it feels like most of the time it feels like everyone in Liverpool's got my phone number. <laughs> um, but it's you know it's it's Kevin at liverpool.gov.uk, um, you know, and I always get back to people because I think it's rude not to. You know, sure. you, you know it's and just say I'm trying. You know, I've got some sixteen. You know, just done the A levels. Who sent me two aspiring DJs? Who sent me um, this this mix, which is amazing. Like I mean, you know, I'm. I used to write about dance music and stuff, and uh, sure. you know, so I've just been trying to help them. I've just through putting them in touch with the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not much I can do because I don't own a club and I don't own a radio yeah. station. But, but know, certainly an opinion, certainly a yeah, yeah, no, voice. And, and, uh, and just giving yeah. them a bit of advice on 
on I, I have to ask as well, something that, that got brought up a lot of times with the people when I, asked, when I said I was sitting down with yourself and a lot of people raised some questions, which are a large amount we've covered and I'm really grateful that you have, was that when they have awards and the awards sort of, sort of things that go on within the city, metal and, and, and rock music almost gets... It, 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 I don't yeah, see yeah. an awful lot. It seems to be something almost neglected. And I'm just interested, aside from the role you are, what, you, what your thoughts are on that? Well, I, I, I'm not a fan of awards, is the first thing. I should yeah, say. yeah. I just think, you know, a few years ago, particularly, Liverpool was awash, awash with awards. It was, it was more a badge of honour not to have an award, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a punk um, thing, so, for me, sure, yeah. But yeah, no, so, and the only music awards that have been have, have been Peter's Git Awards. Um, I'm not sure how, how they were decided on. He had a panel, I think, didn't he? Decided right. on, and, then... and where I'm coming from now, sort of leading back, is that I'm not a fan of awards either. Um, but sometimes, like something like the Mercury Music Prize is a good example. You don't really yeah, yeah. see, I mean, the darkness have been up for two. You don't really see an awful lot of metal there. But the reason, when, they, when that person wins, it means that there's some funding and there's some, yeah, yeah. you know, there's, there's spotlights spotlight, yeah. spotlight becomes on that. And that's why I'm saying, you know, it seems like for me, champion that particular genre, it seems strange that maybe this, this I city... I think it's, it's probably... Do you mean nationally or in the city? Both. I mean, certainly within the city. I mean, I think nationally it's probably because the people who are choosing them aren't, aren't from that genre or fans yeah. of a particular... And it, yeah. It is... It is it's, probably, see, it's probably fairly ghettoised now, isn't it? I think so. Um, I think so. Locally, it's probably a bit similar. I mean, it's not... A music I wouldn't like. It's not a music I'm, I, I'm, I know much about, so I'm a huge sure. fan of. Over rush to go out and see. Yeah. Um, but partly it's because as reason I don't rush to go out and see is because I don't know. Yeah. Enough about it, and sure, you know, you might be putting on an amazing night. Yeah. And I wouldn't know whether that was going to be an amazing night or a shit. Night. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So yeah. I choose, yeah. I choose not to go. Sure. If yeah, I but knew, that's, that's if, fine. If, that's I, if fine. I knew that, if I knew there was some really great new yeah. bands, because I'm. You know, I'd rather go and see someone who's starting up and really interesting than the established yeah, yeah. bands. Um, but I don't have any, I don't have any influences or taste barometers for that because sure. it's not a world I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With like an indie band or even in, like an urban artist, there's people around me who'd say, "Dave." What do you think? What, what do you think? Sort of genre music. Liverpool's most known for at the moment. Then, what do you think it is? Is it, is it dance? I think it's right across. I think there's a few. I think. Dance is still huge because of um, Chibuku and Circus and Camel Fat and yeah. the Greenfield stuff. Um, I think the, the indie guitar bands, uh, you know, still very prominent. And hmm. you can't argue with that in a way because we have produced some, even this, you know, last year or two, with the bands like The Mystery and Shizu, the Gun, you know, I saw the Jinx, Carl yeah, still yeah. doing great stuff. You know, there's there's loads of great. So I think it's it's largely. Hmm. It's largely that metal. Is it is, is it is it almost seen as unmarketable as well? Because we do have some fabulous <laughs> metal acts, and, and, and but they're kind of they're like black metal or the thrash or the or the very kind of you know tough to, to, to for the uninitiated to take on. Uh, the tough listens, yeah, and that's kind of I'm, sure, I'm sure your audience knows how to find. I mean, the only mm. person I knew. Who was operating that was Joe Miranji from uh, Yeah, yeah, from yeah. Who used to tell me doing the something was. Was potentially interesting. Yeah. Um, well, listen, Slipknot were headline. Yeah, played the, oh, yeah. the arena, so it's it's not 
it's not off the table. I wouldn't yeah, say yeah. it just needs to be kind of maybe refocused because there is a thriving, there is a, is a thriving underbelly that, like I say, likes yourselves. I think it's tragic and, and not to, to blame you because you have your own musical styles, but there isn't maybe a representation. No, and, and, the, and to be honest, the, in my job <laughs> and in the, with the music board itself, we, it, it's not really, it shouldn't, none of us are on there representing, well, I'm not on the board. I'm not yeah, a particular but genre. The, but now all yeah. their own interest, it, it yeah. needs to be, so I'm as interested in, in, with my music, you know, with my, that city region role, is interested in, and have to be as interested in classical music, even though yeah. I don't, I'm not a huge fan or sure. um, opera, amateur music. Um, you know, yeah. Well, listen, you know, music, your so man I, that says head of music, not yeah. head of this particular music, and you know, we, that particular... And one of, the, one of the big challenges I think we've got as a music board over the next year or two is is getting the narrative right around Liverpool music. And mm. part of what I always say when I get journalists here is, yeah, so there is the Jangley guitar stuff. We have got the Royal Liverpool Philharmonic Orchestra. We have got Cream and Chibuku and stuff. But we've also got a great little punk scene, you know. Um, yes. Drop, drop the dumb, dumbbells, whatever it is, down yeah, there. And yeah, yeah. And I'm, I mentioned metal, but don't know enough about it to go... Sure. You know, so the fact that yeah. I met you means the next time there's a journalist in town, at least I can say... <laughs> yeah. you know, Have I just talked no, myself into a job? No, that, yeah. that's what I always, I always yeah. just say, you know... You might want to check this out. Go, go and see it's those there. touchstones, I think. Like, like Joe's a great example that he's the guy you will go to and go, by the way, you know, can check this band look like they're going to go particularly big, you know? Yeah. And we all need that touchstone because otherwise it's a mire of, of, of a particular musical style. And someone's go, yeah. give us a little bit of a signpost to it, you know? But it was like when, um, oh God, one of the big metal bands played, uh, why has it gone out of my head? Um, one of the big metal bands played Divine a few years ago while right. I was still here. Um, and I got in touch with Joe, who was doing an after show thing for the mm. fans from the gig. And I'm aware of how powerful those things are. So I said to Joe, can you let those people know that we've got their stuff on display here? Yeah. And uh, as I made them. And, um, sure, sure. And, um, and then they, I think, because they were connected to the management, they granted by the management, and so management were dead good and said, yeah, of course. You know. So the management pushed out the fan club, did. And it was mm. that day of that gig, we had loads of people in here. Of course, yeah. Some, yeah. Of them, some of them just came in to see their stuff and then yes. walked out, didn't bother, paid the ten, we gave them a discount, paid <laughs> yeah. the tenner, yeah. got the photo taken by the stuff and walked out. Mm. And it was just like, so there are networks that I want to plug into, it's just, it's mm. just finding them. And, I'm, you know, and, what, and I don't dislike metal music. It's no, like, no, I don't think so um, at all. I think it's just a, it's a what, thing it's, that you... It's like when I said, when, I, when I started here and we were doing the staff training with the crew here, it was brilliant. Most of them are like, well, they're all music enthusiasts, most of them are music. How, just how, how, what's staff training like at the British music experience? I didn't get trained. It was, the, it was, it, <laughs> it, it, it was, it was, it was more about visitor stuff. It was more about right. how you deal with visitors and stuff. But okay. I, I did a bit like talking about what we had on display and stuff. But me, I think my only key message with them was, there's no like wrong music, you know. I like sure. saying things, you know, don't scoff at someone because they say they like the Spice Girls, you know. Yeah. If you like it, it means something to and them. it makes you happy, yeah, it's all yeah. dead individual. I once had this discussion with Peter Guy once, and Peter got really upset with me, oh, because, and it was over a drink, and it wasn't really <laughs> in it. It, so it was just something, something came up, a yeah. band came up, or an album, yeah. and I think I said I liked it, and he hated it, or vice versa, right. it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. And he was getting really angry, and I'm going, yeah. Peter, it'd be really boring if we all liked the same stuff. Yes, you know, yeah, there's yeah, not, yeah, there's yeah, not, exactly. And I, I admire that passion in Peter, but, yeah. you know, 
music there's no right or wrong is it yeah, you know, yeah, what, yeah. it all it, needs to be celebrated it, it be yeah. done if we all like the same stuff but yeah yeah, yeah. Imagine, well, oh, you wouldn't get a ticket for the, the band anyway <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I, um, I think the one because I was a music journalist and I think I, I interviewed Carcass many years ago oh sh- okay yeah been, sure we've been sure. going forever haven't yeah, we yeah yeah they're, they're one of those names where you say bands that come from Liverpool and the North West yeah, they're yeah. on their cathedral so I always yeah. mentioned them there because I, I met them and it was it was a bit weird because you know it wasn't a music I it's not your sphere yeah, yeah, yeah. I admired them because you know they're really successful in what they do and they're passionate about what they do yeah and um, I probably wouldn't pay to go and see them. Sure, you know, but you understand the, the passion that's gone into yeah. that, like, sure. But, yeah. you know, I wouldn't pay to go and see loads of indie bands. <laughs> sure. Because, you, know, um, you know, and I, and I'm amazed when I've heard loads of good stuff and some stuff you just think, that's derivative. And, uh, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, with that, I can understand why you feel hey, I get that all the time. I'm, you know, there's a lot of newer music that comes out that isn't made for us, that yeah, wasn't yeah. made for us in the same way that the music that we loved wasn't made for the, the, people, the older people of that time. Yeah. It was, it's music's very kind of of the, of the time. Yes, you're going to get classics like, you know, uh, Bowie and, and the Stones and stuff that were going to transgress all that and, and ACDC and stuff that are going to pass up. But most of the time, the newer music, the reason a lot of the older fans are like, it isn't made for them. It's not no. culturally relevant. But then occasionally things come along that like Fontaine's DC like this year. Yeah. I just think I wish I was eighteen again. Yeah, yeah. I love or this. it makes you feel that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is surely the truth. Just yeah, yeah. power of it. But, uh, you know, loads of stuff. I go. I'm not really that sure of that. But then, but then I switch the other half of my head and go. Yeah, but if I was eighteen, that's I'd, that's, that's going to be the end of the I'd world. I'd want to yeah. buy everything they've done and see yeah, every yeah. show they've done, and you know. So I mean, I'll, I'll wrap it up now. But what is what is going to what success look for you for you then? This bid to go through in sort of February, and, and what does that look like? To, if you go walk away, go, you know what? I've, I've, for that particular portion, I've been successful. So there's a couple of bits of it. I think there's some of it that doesn't require any money. So it's about one of the things we're trying to do is make sure that all the local authorities in the Liverpool City region are supportive of music, recognise its importance, and implement agent to change so that like, venues are supported rather than threatened so I think that's that's a really big thing we can get all it like Liverpool and the other local authorities thinking you know we understand that how important music is and we're going to do what we can mm. to support it and mm. it doesn't necessarily mean them putting money into it, it just means them providing the right, right framework to you know yeah. to for people to for venues to survive and people to have a place to enjoy music and all, all that side of things then on the other bit it's it's kind of making sure that people do have as many opportunities they can, whether it's to be a musician, to, like, to try and make a, a living from it, uh, whether it's to get into the industry. Um, you know, there's companies like AdLib who employ 200 people, you know. Um, yeah. You know, there's, you know... At heart, I think, what, what, if it, if, in a few sentences, is make Liverpool be seen as the music city, you know, hopefully in the world, but certainly not if in the world in... in Europe, okay, outside, yeah. of, outside of America, uh-huh. um, you know, it needs to be where if you if you if you if you are a music business, you want to have a base in Liverpool because there's lots of interesting stuff going on here. If you're a music tourist, you want to come to Liverpool not just because of the Beatles, but because you know there's a thriving metal scene, there's a thriving punk scene, there's mm. you know there's a dance music, great dance music events that you can go to, or just because there's great music venues with big indie bands. Sure, it's. It's all. It's seeing Liverpool. It's people knowing that Liverpool is the right place to go if you're a, if you're a music business, you're a music fan, if you're a, a music, if you're a musician, mm. and you know, and then as a sort of aside, I think we'd love to uh, 
improve Matthew Street because uh, yes. that's, that's a particular thing with the Beatles legacy we've been part of. You know, mm-hmm. I want you to come off a plane or a train and go to Matthew Street and hear some, you know, good music in nice bars rather than just endless Beatles covers. You know, yeah, because you know it's and, and nice bars rather than just people. Yeah, it's important to celebrate the history because we have got a fantastic no, history. No, we do. But that should that should be your handshake then to and look at all of this. Yeah, you what, know? what's here? Yeah. You know, it's and it's one of the most famous famous music streets in the world, and it's not a great place to be at the moment, is right. it? You know, it's it's not somewhere you'd want to take your auntie if you came. Yeah, on yeah, like it's, definitely. Yeah, yeah it's, and if you're a music fan, you want to go there. You go to the Cavern, and there's not much else mm. to see. It's a bunch of you know pubs. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that just as a sidebar then? Is, is, is Matthew's kind of street the kind of example of when it goes bad? When it, to, 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 when it, if we don't look after these things, that's what we could look to, towards. And then by extension, the Baltic Triangle stuff, an example of when it is going well. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I think, yeah, I don't think the Baltic would ever become like Matthew Street. Yeah, I think Matthew Street was, it's no one's fault, it's just, you know, people. Because I'm thinking of the festival. You know, yeah, so, yeah, so I mean, the, again, the council, you've got to give the council some kudos there because the council made a conscious decision to cancel a very popular festival because they realised it wasn't the right thing to do. It would just encourage people to come into the city centre sure. and drink and listen to copy bands. So the, yeah. the decision was to, made to create Lymph, which was a higher quality original music festival. Mm. Um, but, you know, Matthew Street, again, there's a plan, there's another one of those strategic framework's been uh, developed which will make it easier to change the nature of that environment in Matthew Street which isn't going to change overnight but yeah. you know if you can change the nature of a few of the bars if you can get some good live music in there with you know uh, stop it just being about cramming in you know yeah. stag and hen groups yeah, yeah, you, know, which, you know bring money into the city and stuff and make money in the bars but but at what that cost ma- yeah, yeah. And, that, and Matthew Street should be about you know, about showcasing great Liverpool music. I 100% agree. Uh, well, listen, you know, thanks, thanks for sitting down with us. It's, I really appreciate your time. We, we went way longer than I thought we'd be able to do. That's, that's ace. Um, and it sounds like you're on the beginning of another journey. And, and I really hope it works out for yeah. the city, for yourself, for, for music in general, you know. So, you know, once again, thanks very much no, for, for doing that. I appreciate it. There you go. Okay, so that was the conversation there with Kevin McManus, head of UNESCO City of Music. What did we think? Did did I did, was did I ask the right questions? Did he give the answers that you thought you would do? What do you understand more about it? Do you understand less about it? Is it confused? Is it solved? Where are we? What's your thoughts? And that's that's the real kind of thing here because I'll probably go back and sit down with Kevin again. You know, that we talk for about an hour. There's nowhere near enough time to talk there, but you know, let's let's see what let's see what develops from that. I think it was hugely interesting. I thought Kevin put some of his his, his his thought process along very very well, very articulate, and and I think that was that was interesting. So do I need to speak to other people? Does 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 the list get bigger? Okay, then suggest them too. I'm working through them. I'm working through with some more, uh, what's the word, scholastic, if you will. So more kind of scholars, more kind of people involved and looking at the situation as from a very much a, a, a factual intellectual point of view, because that helps when I talk with the the more artistic point of view and and sort of connect the dots, if you will. If that makes any sense. What did you think? Did you enjoy it? Did, was it entertaining? You know, I thought there's some funny stuff that, that Kevin was saying. I thought we went down some interesting avenues. As always, leave some messages. Send me some messages if you don't want to put it on the, on, on, post it on all the social medias that you want. Um, and we can start that conversation and continue that conversation as well. But uh, thanks for listening, and I'll see you again uh, at the show.